This episode is dedicated to the memory of Edgar Augusto Lopez. Good morning, everybody. This is Zach Tatted again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley, and this is an episode to pay tribute to my dear friend, Edgar Lopez, and I'm very honored and humbled to have his partner of more than 30 years on the phone, Philip McAdams. Philip, my dear friend, thank you so much for talking with me. You don't know what this means to me that you agreed to do this. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for doing this and means a lot to honor his memory. I'm certainly glad that you uh, were willing because nobody knew him better than you. Um, and I, I think the things, the thing that struck everybody the most about Edgar is that, you know, he lived and his 68, almost 69 years were, were, were so brief and yet he lived more life than people who would live to be a hundred. I mean, every day was an adventure to Edgar. Oh yes, he he packed a lot of life into into those years. You know, of course, I wish it could be more, but it wasn't. But at the same time, he he did live a, a lot. He he packed a lot of life into that time. Yes, he did. It sure did. Now, are you? Are you the adventurous sort like he was, or did he sort of bring that out in you over the years? No, I think I think we were both matched with that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, I I would come up with ideas, and um, he'd be the first to say, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's try it." And uh, so yeah, I think I think we were both we were both pretty adventurous, definitely. And uh, and yeah, that's one of the things I'll always remember. It was it was a lot of yeses and very few noes right. when it came to him and an idea. And I think he got excited about doing new things and going on adventures and meeting people and. And, yeah, and he definitely. and he treated everything like everything from planting a garden for, to traveling to another country. He treated everything with the same amount of enthusiasm. He he did. That's that enthusiasm. That's if I could try to think of a a word, you know, somewhere between joyful and enthusiastic. Uh, you know, it's somewhere around there. He really, he really approached everything um, just with a lot of energy and very mm-hmm. passionate about whatever he was doing or undertaking or trying to learn about. Um, you know, he gave it all his enthusiasm and passion. And so how and when did you meet Mr. Edgar? I met Edgar um, at a restaurant he was working at in uh, Connecticut in the early 90s. 
and um, and I walked into the restaurant, and uh, it was uh, it was a couple days after my nephew was born, and um, I was visiting my sister-in-law in the hospital, and I had taken a a bus into town, and on my way back to the bus stop, I stopped at this restaurant, and and uh, we had struck up struck up a conversation, and. And afterwards, uh, I think I made an excuse to go back, you know, probably a few days later and mm-hmm. then after that. And then it was just, you know, getting to know each other very quickly. And um, So it, yeah, was, it, 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 was pre- it was pretty immediate then? Oh, yes. Yes, very immediate. And, and I should mention... You know, um, there's there's quite a bit of age difference between you and Edgar, and I, I think the reason I mention that is because you, you're talking about over 30 years ago, you would have been like 18. So, <laughs> so he he has been a part of your life all of your adult life, I think. Yes. That's why definitely. I mean, that's why I mentioned that. He definitely I mean he was he was the present one for the entirety of your adult life. And that's Oh yeah. Definitely. And, and uh you know, sometimes I think back and I think you know, I was you know, at that time I was you know, my life could have gone a whole bunch of different directions at that time. You mm-hmm. meet the wrong person or sure. uh, get up with the wrong folks and, you know, you you know, yeah. you could take a wrong turn or the right turn. And I always, I always thought myself pretty lucky that, you know, it was a good turn because Edgar was always, always a great influence on me when, mm-hmm. you know, I, I realize it you know it could have gone completely the opposite way um but yeah he was he he was yeah he was a great influence Mm -hmm. he was you know there was something you know there was always something very pure and honest you know both his feelings and um the way he expressed himself and um he was who he was, and he was not ashamed of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was it was good. It, you know, he never, you know, he hadn't he didn't drink or smoke or do drugs or. I mean, he was he was pretty straight arrow kind of guy, and. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it could have gone in another direction, but it didn't. Right. I always feel like, you know, there was that little protection there, um, you know, as well as just, you know, being the the ultimate the ultimate friend somebody can have, as well as a partner. It's, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we we got along really great and had a lot of things in common, and you know, on the surface it might have seemed like we were so different, but really not. Well, you know, we had you, you bow- you know, many, many things in common. Bow- Some of the things we didn't have in common, we, you know, they kind of balanced 
And, uh, you know, um, it's, I'm very glad that you mentioned, you know, all of the things that you, uh, uh, Edgard's appetite for learning, because Edgard, one of the things that he impressed upon me, and I should mention that we have known you maybe five years. Um, it was it was all too brief our our uh, friendship with Edgard. But the first time I ever met Edgard, you brought him with you to hear Emily sing, and you and you were, you and he were Emily's biggest supporters. You came to everything that they had. And Emily, even though she has this amazing talent and and sings better than anybody I know, she is she needed that constant support and you and Edgard provided that for her. And that one day that we were there and they wouldn't they kept interrupting her, they wouldn't let her use a microphone, they wouldn't let you know so finally she said, I've had enough. And then when she then when she left, she was she was very upset and very embarrassed. And and you and Edward were so so warm and, and loving to her and you sent her that message and said, We will be here as your friends and fans forever and that that that, that meant so much to her and so much to me. You know, and um, that is well. We we meant it, and we we really we. She's a very very talented singer, but more than anything, she's you know she's such a a good person with a yeah. you know a good heart and so kind, and um, I think we both recognize that from her, and mm-hmm. um, well, I'm so glad we were you know we were friends and. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we are too. We are too. And I believe me, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that we had the adventures we had. We had many more to do. Um, we had many more to do. One of them was I had written the Dusty in Memphis play. Uh, which is based on the seminal Dusty Springfield album with Emily performing all the tracks and, and you guys playing the parts. And Edgard was to play Arif Martin, the Turkish engineer. And I'll never forget him telling me he had a dream about doing the play and that he he played this part. He was having like deja vu. And, <laughs> and that's when I thought, well, this is right. I'm doing the right thing. And I want to be able to continue that in honor of him, but I also, but I also, you know, uh, Bella made a very poignant uh, reaction because Emily had her lyrics to the songs out on the table and was looking them over, and Bella came over and shut the book and said, "We can't do the Dusty play without Edgar," and and you know that's. That's you know a very relevant point. So you know I don't know I don't know if we'll continue it, but if we continue it, it will be 
fully and completely to honor his memory. Um, oh, and that would be nice. And I hope one day we can do it. And if you still want to be a part of it, you are absolutely welcome. Um, oh, thank you, Pastor. You know, uh, but we were also scheduled to see Bonnie Raitt this summer, and he and I were both determined to get a hug from her. <laughs> and oh yeah. So if I manage to get a hug from her, and I am, I'm gonna be in the front row, holding holding a sign, holding a big poster board sign that says "I'm vaxxed, hug me," and <laughs> and. If she hugs me, it will be for Edgar, and and I I even I haven't done it yet, but I've even thought about writing a letter to Bonnie and, oh. and telling her about Edgar and and uh, seeing if she might respond in some way. Uh, that would be great. Uh, you know, but I'm glad you're still going with us. She has some great new songs out. And uh, oh, yeah. and Bella will be able to go with us, and, and that uh, I, I, know, I know that would make Edgar very happy to know that she, that oh, she yeah. was going, and I know that he will be with us in spirit. Um, oh, yeah. Edgar was a very talented. I I never really heard him sing, but he was a very talented singer and performer himself. Yes. Yes, yes, he, um, you know, he did, he did so many things throughout his life. Sometimes it's, it's hard to even Keep up. remember. I know, you know, some of his years in college, he had, he had done some Spanish dancing and, um, I'm not sure if he's sung really professional, you know, anything professional, like in a choir or anything, but certainly at home he would, you know, he would sing all the time when he was in the kitchen, he, you know, making something, making dinner, he would, you know, he'd be singing and, um, just, you know, just very, very joyful all the time. And my, mother came down and down days after the hurricane took mm-hmm. her place in Florida, that brief year she was staying, she would she would tell me that you know she would love to just uh, you know l- listen upstairs you know sometimes she'd be right by the door and she could hear him through the kitchen window just you know singing a nice song it was in Spanish and she had no idea what he was singing about but it just it sounded so nice mm-hmm. you know to her ears and mm-hmm. you know I think it was the emotion and enthusiasm that he brought to it. Um, that really struck a lot of people. Yeah, music is something that is more felt than heard if it truly resonates. And mm-hmm. and uh, Edgar understood that. Uh, but one of the things that amazed me the most is, is and I, we've touched on this earlier, but I got off on a tangent as usual. Um, Edgar... Uh, had a great appetite for learning, and when he came to this country, he said that he attempted to get as many degrees as he could just to learn anything that he could, just to absorb all the knowledge he could uh, absorb. Do you know how many degrees he had or what his degrees were in? 
Um, I know that at least towards the end, he, I mean, he did a, a lot of, even from the very beginnings, he, he came from Columbia, uh, the United States, um, where his family was in at the time, um, New Jersey. And, um, from and it was a, and it was a large it was a large family yes 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 they was they were coming over you know little by little one brother then another and another and when he came over in 1972 mm-hmm. um, which was the last month would have, or the month would have been 50 years um, which would have been the year you were born right yes. <laughs> And uh, but he 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 started working um, like his second or third day he was here, but then eventually I think there was like an adult learning center um, where he he started you know taking some courses and things. I'm not exactly sure every you know all of it all of it was, but I know, you know, from the very beginnings, um, he always had this appetite to learn. Plus when he came here to, um, you know, some of the system at the time in Columbia, he actually had gone, um, he graduated a little bit earlier. And, you know, he had, he had some, some college, I think when he was 17, 18, um, he had taken accounting. Um, but, uh, you know, when he came here, uh, you know, he started working in factories right away, but afterwards he, he started one of the community colleges up there, mm-hmm. um, in New Jersey. I think it was Bergen Community College mm-hmm. and he just, he just took a bunch of courses and I know his majors changed all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing he he was going to do um, was to be a physical education teacher, and then he changed his mind towards the end, and and you know went and uh, took some other courses, and finally by the end of it, um, I think it was I think it was closer towards the mid to later eighties. I think eighty seven. He finally uh, graduated from Uppsala College. And I believe his bachelor's was in, um, it might have been dual, or I don't know if it was major or minor, but um, uh, between business administration and um, international business or finance, um, something like that. But uh, he had probably college a good dozen years. Um, just because he he just enjoyed it so much, he just enjoyed learning. Um, he just enjoyed the whole college experience. That it just you know he wanted to keep on going, and then and then afterwards he he ended up uh, you know uh, wanting to go into restaurant management and took some jobs there and kind of took off from there. And that's where he really made his career because he was. Cooking was his ultimate talent, and I never had the opportunity to sample his cooking, but I've heard from everyone who has how great it was. 
Oh yeah, but he never he never did it he never did it professionally and nor had a desire to. He just he liked to he liked to do it at home and mm-hmm. um, or if there was a potluck or something, might bring a dish. Right. But, uh, and as a was, as a result, you ate very well for thirty years then. <laughs> oh, I I definitely did. I definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. They learned a learned a lot and picked up a lot along the way um, at those restaurants. And um, but I think had a I think with his upbringing too, with his family, he he he, he learned a lot. <laughs> and another thing um, is that he's writ- uh, he either was writing or has written a novel. Oh yes, yes. He was. Um, he had written. Um, I want to say he, he, he has. He's got one book, definitely. And then he's. There's some short stories, and then there was like a novella length. Uh, one that I don't know if it's finished or he was working on, but. Yeah, he liked to write too. He had a well, wonderful yeah. imagination, and he was a great storyteller. Yeah. I think trying to, he was great at telling stories. So mm-hmm. I think him trying to put pen to paper with all his stories and imagination was something that uh, he found very, uh, you know, a great creative outlet for him. Well, when you're ready and if you're ready, I would love the honor of publishing something of his. Oh, thank you. Because I, uh, I would really like to, if for no other reason than to read it myself, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, to see, because, you know, he said, one day I'm going to publish it. I'm going to publish it in English and in Spanish. And, I said, well, I can't wait to I can't wait to read it, and uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to help however I can to make that still a reality for him, if we can. So, oh, thank you. So, if when that when that comes about, if you're ready, that would be a that would be a great honor for me. Um, um, now I had it wrong because in the article I said partner of nearly a quarter of a century, and it was actually more than more than thirty years. Um, so um, I, okay. I had a small mistake in that, but I, I knew right. it, I, I knew it had been quite a long time. Um, but some of the great memories I have. Uh, with you all is going to the film festivals at the Lincoln Theater, uh, uh-huh. attending uh, attending several plays. We went to plays at the college, and and uh, you know we went. We were we didn't know each other then, but we all went. We were all we all went to the Betty Levette concert, and yes. and we went to Mayberry Days together. Uh, we saw Caitlin Crisco in the broadcast of Chautauqua, and we met with met with her afterwards, which is really that was really fun. 
And uh, the last time we were together was uh, going to see John Hardy's Christmas Carol, which was a really, really great um, uh, one-man adaptation of that novel. And that's the last picture we had taken together. And I included. Oh, yes. And I, and I, I included that in the article. And many, many times uh, you had, you always were there to hear Emily sing, and that, uh-huh. and that meant so much. Uh, you, we went to Roots, Roots, the Roots Restaurant in Grayson County, the McDowell Music Club and Rural Retreat, the Bowen Wilson Hotel, the Withill and Rural Retreat Public Libraries. And Edgar always told Emily she was getting better and better, and and uh, she. Oh yeah, we were both definitely big fans. And and she, and she, you know, she felt even closer to you guys. I think she felt the closest of all of of any of the three of us to to you and to Edgar, and you know we. She cries. Uh, she cries about him every day, and and Bella, little Bella, little Bella cries a lot too. This is one of her first good friends that she's ever lost, and and she was she was very positive that he was gonna make it, you know, and so reassuring. And and uh, we just we miss him a lot too. We miss him all. Right, 